Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Two guys who will never put their mental health ahead of this show. We're live in Detroit Rock City for this one. What's up, boys and girls? It's the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Eight Mile Cheeseman. And this is Chad. Speak for your own damn self, so wash. On this week's show, LinkedIn crushes it. The boss wants you back in the office, like now. And Job.com calls J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. 877-CASH-NOW. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> when did we last do a face-to-face show 
I can't remember. Columbus. I can't remember. It's like, been a it's been a while. A long time, well, man. We pulled the mics out. We sat down. Yeah. And I mean, we've done them in bars. We've done them in lobbies. But it's always fun. It doesn't no, matter where we it's the morning after. <laughs> yeah. It's generally the morning after, which, yeah, much. Rubbing the sleep out of our eyes. Much drinking. And that being said, we're, we're now in downtown Detroit in the Westin. Uh, thanks to, to Symphony Talent. They brought us up. And uh, we enjoyed some, some time in Lansing. Yeah, got to go and surprise Tim Sackett and Beautiful give him Lansing. some some beer. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a that was a good time. Uh, Debbie, Gina, Aya, Gabby, and the the rest of the the Symphony Talent crew. We we did. There was a lot of work that we did in pulling together content for transform. For transform. Yep. Yeah. For for transform. So if you haven't registered for transform yet go to symphonytalent.com find transform register you're gonna love it they are doing so much amazing fun work good to see tim good to see uh obviously you know jay-z jay-z, Jay-Z makes yeah. a special jo- appearance Josh that was Swain. nice yeah it was, it was good to see Dwayne's world uh julie and torn obviously they came up they came up with us so that was uh it's, it's been a good time and thanks to the city of detroit Thanks. We're seeing the renaissance Detroit. firsthand. The city is uh, pulling itself out of the Rust Belt brand. It's quite a nice city. Now, you, if you come here, it needs to be in July, August. Oh God! February wouldn't be uh, quite as quite as uh, delightful. But uh, but this has been a great time. Talking about what else isn't delightful, uh, this Olympics is still holding strong as my number three worst olympics ever whether it's covid whether it's you know people pulling out uh the marijuana fiasco and it just it's this is just turning out to be that olympics that will have not just an asterisk but like multiple asterisks no one's watching this olympics oh really the 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 ratings are horrible man uh not no surprise (laughs) fire alarm (laughs) that's the kind of stuff that happens on a live chat cheese do you want to take a break and edit this out, or we'll, we'll take or a break. keep going? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, my first shout out in relation to your Olympics comment, uh-huh. I uh, I talked about the 1936 Olympics yes. uh, last time, and I listened to a podcast called "This Week in History" oh, by the History Channel. And if nice. you if you want more information on the 1936 nice. Olympics, this one coincided with our discussion. They talk about uh, the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. Nazi Germany. They talk about uh, Jesse Owens. Oh yeah, and uh, Mac Robinson, who is Jackie Robinson's older brother. I did not competed. know that. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, they both in the race they ran both broke the world record. Jesse won by I think two tenths of a second. Yeah, and just the the aftermath of the Olympics coming back to a country that was segregated and the challenges there. So yeah, if that's something that's interesting, it's the This Week in History by the History Channel wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, and that being said, on the same line, there's a new movie that came out like two, three years ago or something like that called Race, and it and that is an amazing story about Jesse Owens. And and there's a little Ohio State love there, obviously, but uh, it, was a gr- it was a great movie. There's a great statue of Jesse Owens in Cleveland, yeah. which I think is where he grew up. And yep. yeah, Hitler, Hitler would not pose for a picture with Jesse Owens, yep. no surprise there. Go figure. But the Olympic Committee told Hitler, apparently, either you take pictures with everyone 
or you take pictures with no one. And he took pictures with no one yeah. from that point forward. Because he's just that asshole. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Teg Greninger. Remember that guy? Yeah, Teg. Remember Dave from, from Uncommon? Teg, you're it. Uh, he's the uh, he's the CEO now over at Joinable. I believe he's one of the co-founders as well. And they just raised 1.5 million in seed funding. So congrats, Teg. It's not in recruit recruiting and marketing, which is probably got smart. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he, he learned he, from that mistake. He was like, yeah, let's let's get the fuck out of this. So uh, c- congrats. Congrats, Tag. Well, speaking of new faces, uh, shout out to Sue Arthur. We mentioned her as the new career builder <laughs> yes. CEO. Uh, so a little bit about her. She's a tech industry leader who's held senior positions at Hewlett Packard and Electronic Data Systems, or EDS, as Uh it's more popularly known, uh, and most recently oversaw a $10 billion technology division within the United Health Group. So she's got a a little bit of tech chops, so we'll see if she can turn things around there at CB. Yeah, because they really don't have much left. I mean, they sold everything, right? And everything's pieces, parts, so they're trying to sell off Broadbean now. So, I mean, you know, maybe that changes with her coming in, and they don't look to sell it, but all the vibes that I've gotten is that they're trying to sell it so you think she's coming in to sell i don't know where it goes man i yeah i don't know I, i'm I really still don't betting know. on the comeback they could still have, betting on the yahoo comeback they, they could have stayed with <laughs> arena because for god's sakes that's all she did was sell, sell shit off right yeah. so she's proven that she can do that so this move to sue is i think it's incredibly interesting which they could be changing strategy as you talking about the whole yahoo connection i think that's all bunk <laughs> Well, I mean, they got to be looking at all the money going into this space oh, and thinking, fuck yeah. hmm, maybe we should rethink We're gonna talk that about strategy. That. Yeah, We're gonna rethink that strategy. Shout out to EEOC Commissioner Keith Sonderling. He's making some waves uh, in a very good way. He asking the hard questions in an AJC column where he faces down discriminations for, for veterans, hiring discrimination for veterans, and asks if veterans should be a protected class. And this is something that in our space, we've been talking about for a long time should veterans be a protected class so we i mean we'll at least start having that discussion at the uh, the that level at the eeoc level the commissioner level shout out to the artist formerly known as the cleveland indians oh. i'll talk about their new name in a second but yes. shout out to them for taking the bold step of erasing the name indians and the derogatory they kept the dns though yes they did the dns <laughs> they should have just been the Clevelandians. Um, so shout out to them for making that move. That was a that was a strong move of support for equality. Uh, now to the name. Yes, uh, I hate it. I think it, it sounds like a, an arena football team. Okay. It's very localized. Guardians of the Galaxy comes to mind to a lot of people. I, like I was spiders. rooting for the Spiders, yes. which was one like of the spiders. original yep. early 1800s yep. names. Now, a lot of the local uh, vibe was that the Spiders team was one of the worst teams in major or baseball <laughs> history. So they wanted to stay away from that. But I, I loved being going, reaching back to the past and bringing in the old name. Not hot on the Guardians. Don't like it. The vision visualization the ball with the wings looks like the old angels logo i could go on for another hour i will not 
but I just want to state okay. I don't like the name. You're still going to buy jerseys. They're just not going to say Guardians on them. They're going to say Cleveland. Cleveland. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so no worry about that. You're still going to get you're still going to get the swag. You're still going to get the gear. Uh, shout out to Gen Xers. So apparently it's becoming harder for those 45 plus to find jobs. Mid-career workers are seen as having weaker skills than younger workers. Do you get this shit? What a great way. And this is another way that corporate America is engineering a narrative. And this is such bullshit and has nothing to do with skills. Rather, the dollars older workers demand for their experience, their connections, and their their basic value. So, you know, this is where all the smoke and mirrors of the skills gap is engineered. Got to thank, you know, our Columbia professor uh, of economics, Suresh Naidu, for opening our eyes to that bullshit. I mean, you knew it was engineered, but how did it actually impact, Mm -hmm. right, a skills gap and so on and so forth? This, we're we're seeing it right before our eyes. We're not the cool kids anymore, Chad. We're the expensive kids. We're the the outcasts. We are the expensive kids. We've always been the outcasts. Gen X. We don't run things and we're not cool anymore. So we're in this... (laughs) No man's land of hipness. And I quote the great, great Nirvana when I say, oh, well, whatever, never mind. (laughs) Shout out to free shit, everybody. Uh, We just uh, announced the winners from this or last month. We're going to be drawing a new couple of names out of the hat. So there's still time to put your name in. Go to chadcheese.com slash free. We got shirts by Emissary. We got beer by Adzuna. And we got whiskey powered by Sovereign. If you're not there, Love it. what's your problem? What, yeah. What is your problem? It was funny. Uh, Jonathan Zilla uh-huh. from uh, Recruitix mm-hmm. actually posted that he keeps trying to like go back and register again and again. And uh-huh. the form won't let him. And it pops up and says, you've already registered. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get any better chances if you re-register. Sorry, Jay-Z. And Ed Z out of Philly's trying to work his poach subscription to winning a uh, some free stuff. Ed, so you've already it's won. totally random, guys. I'm yeah. telling you, we go to random.org, we yep. put in the numbers, and it spits out a winner. Too funny. Too funny. Well, speaking of winners, let's talk about birthdays real quick. Okay, let's do that. Uh, birthdays celebrating here uh, this week, or next, Marin Hogan hey, of the industry. Marin. She's uh, turning another year older. Jim Schneider, Crystal Lay, our buddy up north, Serge nice. Boudreaux. Uh, Serge. Boudreaux. And Kip Burst Whistle. Yes. Is a big fan. Burt Whistle. Sorry, Burt whistle. not Burst Burt Whistle. whistle. Yes. Kip Burt Whistle. Uh-huh. That's a mouthful. Uh, his his company is a big fan of the show. They wanted us to, to send him a happy birth, birthday. So, Kip, have a couple on us, buddy. Happy birthday. Yeah, Kip, and and when you're out with your buddies uh, Todd and and Chet, uh, have a beer for us. <laughs> topics. So before we get to topics, yes, we have a, uh, a a sad note that we need to to highlight. So John Malore, a lot of the industry folks will know him. Yes, uh, he founded Jobs in Sports out of Arizona. It's about a 20-year-old job site. That yeah, it's been it has been around forever. Yeah. And he just sold Which it. He just sold it. Yeah. And now it's maybe maybe understanding why. Yes. Uh, yes. Apparently John uh, lost a battle with cancer yes. this week and uh, has left us. I have I've always res- respected him. He's always been a really nice guy. Yeah. He's always had sort of an aw shucks like just salt of the earth yes. mentality. He's always been humble and, and polite to me. So 
hearts out, uh, heart goes out to him and his family um, in this hard time, but uh, he will be missed. There was never a time at a conference that seeing John Malore didn't make you smile. Because you know you, you got to see him again. You got that. He big, was just a big that teddy big bear. Handshake, just a big handshake. <laughs> that 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 big smile. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it just going to miss that. Such a great guy. This is a, a, a huge loss, and and for obviously family, uh, friends, but also for an industry. Sure. That uh, you know we we need good guys. Yeah, look, this industry uh, is is built on people. Our business is built on people, and we have some of the best people in the world that that play in our space. and And we're honored to uh, be part of that. And we'll definitely miss the folks that we've gotten to know over the over the decades. Well, Chad, a lot of folks thought Microsoft was nuts for paying twenty six <laughs> billion for LinkedIn, but it's looking like they may have gotten a bargain. As part of its quarterly earnings announcement, Microsoft officials said revenues from its LinkedIn subsidiary were up 46% compared to the year-ago quarter, driven by strong advertising demand in marketing solutions to the tune of 97% growth year-over-year. Microsoft doesn't disclose uh, exact LinkedIn revenues or profits, but officials did say the LinkedIn advertising business did surpass $1 billion this quarter for the first time. Microsoft added LinkedIn is now a $10 billion source of annual revenue. Chad, are you finally ready to drink some LinkedIn Kool-Aid? I mean, the the LinkedIn Kool-Aid is being gobbled up by talent acquisition and recruiter seats all over the world. Right. Got to have it. Yeah. I I still believe that they are not an innovative organization. Right. They're 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 doing. And again, in talent acquisition and recruiting, you really don't have to be innovative. I mean, how Mm -hmm. long did Monster hang around a career builder? I mean, we talk about career builder hanging around and they did not innovate at all. Still aren't. Uh, So, you know, the the big question is, how long do they hang on to this kind of market share? Uh, But the growth uh, marketing solutions up 97%. Uh, LinkedIn advertising business over a billion dollars, like you said, this quarter for the first time ever. And, you know, we wonder why so many people want to get into the recruitment and hiring game in the marketing, marketing space, right? Mm-hmm. The market, which is pretty much a feeding frenzy right now. Yep. Everybody sees it. LinkedIn and these numbers demonstrate it. Right. So that's why we're seeing so much money that uh, the first six months it was over seven point five billion dollars dumping into it. Yeah. This is the reason why. Yeah. And all that started with Microsoft's writing a check yes, essentially for no, twenty six right. billion. And you're that right. was yeah. that was one of the comments of our industry or comments, comments, asteroids. That's easier <laughs> to say uh, in our industry. And a little bit of context. This makes LinkedIn bigger than Twitter, makes it bigger than Snap. Um, a little context there. Uh, they're they're well on their way to 800 million members. They still have a link into China, which other social networks don't enjoy yeah. uh, that level of access. So, as far as I'm concerned, when I talk to to companies, it's geez, we hate LinkedIn. It's too damn expensive, but yeah, we got to be there. And yeah. I don't see that changing anytime yeah. soon, as long as they have the people. Yeah, totally agree. You've got to remember, though, back 10 years ago, everybody was god i hate monster but we gotta have it and we're like okay so what's the roi well the roi doesn't really make sense but it's something that our people 
just feel like they have to have. I think this is the same kind of scenario. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice for Monster to have someone like Microsoft oh, that dude. sort of just integrated yeah. things into that system. So that's a nice uh, talk about eight hundred pound gorilla that Whew. LinkedIn has at its disposal. And don't forget, they own GitHub, which is a which, uh, treasure trove of tech talent. It, for it is, but we haven't seen any type of the integration that we thought we would. Wait, you know, it, so there's really nothing happening there that's innovative, and, and and we we really thought that something was going to happen innovative in that space. True. True. We have not seen the integration on either of those uh, platforms no. into Microsoft that we thought that we would. We're going to a, another uh, a, some other employment industries that are having a, a good go of it. Uh, but we'll talk about a little bit of stagnation in that picture here in a bit. So if you don't believe uh, the world is back, both Ronstadt and Adeco reported impressive numbers uh, this past week. Ronstadt reported second quarter revenue rose 38 percent year over year while second quarter revenue at the ADECO group rose 29%. Big numbers, but Monster is still stuck in the mud. Ronstadt reported the Monster job board business is, quote, showing positive year-over-year momentum, whatever that means, <laughs> uh, but they did not disclose any numbers. So, Chad, big growth at the mothership, not so much with the children. Yeah, if this isn't a, a troubling sign for any business in our space, if you are not seeing growth, and I'm not just talking LinkedIn growth, right? I'm just talking growth overall. These guys are really, I mean, they're flatlining and they're happy to be flatlining. That's I mean, that, that's the horrible part about this, right? They're not shrinking. And by the way, remember <laughs> remember the story, I don't know if it was in Fortune or Forbes, about how Monster was going to rejuvenate itself and yeah. target younger workers. I wonder if that's the momentum that Ron Stott is talking about, that article, that bullshit advertorial that was in Forbes or Fortune, whichever one. It was it was definitely an advertorial uh, to be able to prop Monster and, and Scott Guts up, you know, to be able to, to try to... Maybe that was the momentum. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I mean, seriously, you take a look at Monster. We just we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. When you are not innovating, when you have, and, and you really can at this point, here's why. You have old ass tech and you have technical debt that you were paying every single day because you did not 10 years ago rebuild, right? from the ground up with new models like an indeed model or something like that right when you don't when you take that car right and you don't service it or you don't do any of that it's going to blow up they, they can't do what they want with this old jalopy now the, remember the video my job monster studios integration right that was that was a demonstration because it took like six months a demonstration of what a jalopy they have yep. And we're still waiting for Instagram for jobs, by the way, from the job <laughs> acquisition. And you mentioned innovation, but yes. don't forget the branding piece of that. We're looking at probably the strongest brand in our space 20, 15, 20 years ago. Was. They've lost that to an entire generation who thinks Monster is an energy drink yeah. and has no association with Monster as a job site. So Monster's getting it on both ends. No innovation, and they're losing their brand equity. On the outside of this industry, when people would ask me what I do, my, my easy line was I was with Monster before it was Monster. Yep. And I've had literally millennials say, oh, I love that drink. <laughs> like, no, 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 Monster.com. And they yeah. look at me sideways like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. What, Monster, what? Yeah. I mean, no. It's so I can't even use that anymore. It used to be a staple. Now, it, in our industry... People know we can do that stuff, yeah. but outside that brand as has atrophied and it is 
pretty much yeah. dead. And Gen Z starting to come into the workforce. Yes. And that's a whole nother generation that it's a it's an energy drink, not a job site. <laughs> well, we've gone from uh, rocket ship to stuck in the mud to maybe full on uh, pull the rip cord and get off the bus. This kids. could be bad. This could be could bad. Could be bad. So we uh, we got a letter from a source, a copy of a letter that went out to vendors of of job dot com that are customers, basically saying that they had sold job dot com had sold their receivables uh-huh. to a third party. So for those in America that know J.G. Wentworth, this is what I thought of. <laughs> so J.G. Wentworth, if you have an annuity or a legal legal claim where you're, you're owed cash, then J.G. Wentworth will come in and they'll buy your debt for a little bit less than what you would get. And then there's usually like a loan. And it's so basically... Job.com said, we need money now, so let's sell our future earnings to someone in, in, in return for that instant cash. It's clearly not a good sign of business health. It's a payday when you loan do that. kind of thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically a payday loan. Yeah. It's not a good sign. No. So job.com, again, we both love Aaron as a person, great guy. And this was a company that, you know, you might, listeners might not remember, you know, they came out with the, the model of job seekers are going to get 5% return on yeah. their first year salary. They were yeah. flipping the whole script on uh, recruitment fees. They had a credit card they were going to give you. I mean, there were, there were a lot of big visions and big plans for this company. And they've since, they've just become a job site. Yeah. And if you go to their site now, they've basically said, okay, all this innovative stuff, let's scrap that. We're going to be a job board and drive traffic and then go back to the way that it always is. So yeah. Overall, it's like if you're trying to do something that is innovative in this industry, you had better do it very slowly mm-hmm. in baby steps so that pretty much, you know, the, the, the industry can digest it yeah. and then, then adopt it. Yeah. I mean, dude came in with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And I'm not sure the market market was ready for that kind nope. of uh, aggressiveness. What they are ready for is for us to take a break and have another drink of coffee, for God's sakes. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com that's pandologic.com and we are back so man this back to work thing Shit's is getting hectic. getting yeah it's getting you, you got it's some getting, rapid it's getting fire tighter. bullet points Hep- on what's going on man what's what's on your list that people should uh should know about so Blizzard, you know, the, the, the famous company, yeah, Yeah. Activision, Blizzard, you know, they do the really cool ass video games. They, they're back in the news. They had a walkout over rampant 
sexism and discrimination, which was reported by by the uh, Verge. They were inspired by the Burger King. Oh my God, dude. crew that walked out. Jesus, a couple weeks ago. There was a Sherm poll said sixty seven percent of remote workers supervisors considered remote workers at their organization more easily replaceable than on site workers, according to a poll a poll by Sherm. Uh, it's obviously easier to kick people to the curb when you don't have to look them in the eye. Uh, Apple is policing their Slack channels. We can get into that. The Vikings fire an assistant head coach, also the offensive line coach, Rick Dennison, for refusing to get vaccinated. Mm. Shake Shack mandates vaccines not only for employees, but for patrons who want to come in. This is in two states, but still. And then last but not least, federal workers seems like which is a large large workforce uh is going to have a vaccine ma- mandate yeah yeah uh that would be the minnesota vikings for our listeners overseas yeah, yeah. that's a uh usa football yes. team uh which is going through its own bit of bit of growing pains we it have is some stars like deandre hopkins uh saying that uh they may skip the season they may retire because they're being forced to uh, get the vaccine he's not gonna retire which Bullshit. look there's too much money in the league yes. to like play around with covid yes. uh yeah they're all getting the shot whether they like it or not which is insane the, the stuff that football players probably put in their body yes and they're afraid to get a little a little jab of some vaccine is dude, uh is dude. crazy but of these bullet points what like sort of stands out to well, you? Let's is... talk about the NFL rules sure. real quick. Sure. Uh, if if you're not vaccinated, you're going to be named and shamed. I mean, you, they will know. Oh, yeah. and pretty much, the Your public teammates. will know. <laughs> the public will know yep. who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. Number one, if the team, if a team uh, has a COVID breakout, mm-hmm. right, they have to forfeit the game. That's a loss. Yep. And also find if that team get the the one that gets the loss because they had the COVID outbreak, they also have to pay the salaries for the other team. Uh huh. So I mean, this is really aggressive. The NFL ain't playing. They want games on Sunday. Yes. They don't want to postpone stuff, reschedule no. stuff. No. They want shit back the way it was. They do. Printing money. Yep. And everybody getting paid. And a few players that are standing up against this, they're making it very hard not to get the shot. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't need, fine, don't get the shot, but you're going to be named and shamed. And if any of this happens uh, and, you, and you're not vaccinated, I mean, just, the, just the, the ramifications overall. The ball is rolling on this. You've got the federal employee mandate oh, that yeah. Biden is putting through, which yep. makes total sense to me. Um, you've got the NFL. You're going to get every sports Shake league. Shack, though, right? Shake it is, Shack, it is mean, hard to find employees in retail and restaurant yeah. now, right? And the CEO is making a hard and fast rule, which I, I got to say I love, but I'm not sure how long he's going to be able to do it. Yeah. Number one, from the standpoint of employees and getting enough people who are vaccinated to come work for him, but also people who want to come in and get a burger and eat in your restaurant, you've got to prove that you're vaccinated. Yeah. And look, we're hearing that a lot of people aren't going back to work because of fear of COVID. So does it make sense to say, look, all of our employees are vaccinated and all of our customers are vaccinated? How you police that will be interesting. The two cities that are doing it, I think, have plans around that. But if they can get more people back to work who are afraid of getting COVID, then this is a good sign to get people people back to work. Yes. Well, and that being said, the whole you know, remote work Apple is policing Slack channels, yep. and apparently there were some internal Slack channels uh, that were having 
very heated remote work arguments because they wanted they wanted to be treated like adults yep. they they wanted their freedom and there are other individuals i'm sure supervisors who are saying well no that's the first and foremost not your choice right yep. i mean there's just there, there's a, there's a lot of heated discussion and it seems as if Apple's just going to shut that down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, it's a bad look. From my perspective, this is going to get really messy over the next 18 to 24 months. Oh, yeah. Companies are going to have to decide what's, where are they, what team are they on? Yeah. They, they're either 100% work from home, Shopify, Twitter, a couple of the ones that are, they're, are well known, yep. have already been on, on record as saying we're 100% virtual. If that's what you want in a workplace, they're going to recruit those kinds of people. And that's going to be very good for them. As a result, I think more companies will announce we're hundred percent work from home. You're going to have the apples that are hybrids. And for people that want that, they're going to stay at Apple or other, other companies. And then you have a growing number, um, by evidence of the wall street journal story this week about most companies are going hundred percent. Most companies are the bosses saying, get wow. your ass back to work. Wow. And I, I, I would venture to say, if you're not a tech worker, a knowledge worker, you're not going to have much of a say in terms of whether you're work from home or not. Your ass is going to be back in the office like it was before the before the pandemic. I think another thing to mention on that, uh, you talked about the SHRM study, which I think is one of the more interesting things that came out this week. So more than two-thirds of supervisors of remote workers consider remote workers of their organization more easily replaceable than on-site workers. 62% believe uh, full-time remote work is detrimental to employees' career objectives and 72% would prefer all of their subordinates to be working in the office. So we're seeing a trend rise of people saying, look, you, sh you need to be in the office because if you're not, you're more replaceable, you're more yeah. likely to get fired, yeah. you're not going to get promoted. And we talked about this this week here at the Transform um, filming yeah. is that I think there's going to be a movement to say, look, okay, you can work from home if you want, but you're not going to because you're going to find yourself in a rut of not getting promotions. You're going to be left behind. You're probably going to see your your cohorts that are working from home get fired more frequently. And it's there's going to be motivation to come in the office. I used to work for a company that had a, a vacation policy of just take however much vacation you want. Like we're not going to police it. Total bullshit. What happened is nobody took vacation yeah. because everyone felt guilty. We should be working. Yeah. Imagine these Zoom calls where you know a third of the people are in the office they're together you're going to feel like a real outsider being at home in your pajamas with other people that are in the office so i think ultimately most companies are going to be 100 percent whether they officially say it or not they're in if they do allow and, and and there isn't uh let's say for instance again it's all about performance right it doesn't matter where you work it's all about performance if this is the case and we have these supervisors who don't want to treat adults like adults and they want to fire them because they work from home, the EEOC uh, will have so many cases open. I mean, they will be crawling up these big brands asses. We'll talk about an, another discrimination case next, but this in itself, I dare companies to start doing this because the uh, the eoc from yeah. an enforcement standpoint especially under this administration under this administration go ahead and get your ass crack ready big boy because yeah. they're coming up yeah it's gonna get ugly yeah it's gonna get and ugly. i can't wait because you stupid assholes who won't treat your your, your employees <laughs> like adults you don't deserve to have them in the first place culture chad it's all about culture yeah culture control <laughs>
Well, that being said, that's a that's a good transition that is into a great transition. Uh, into uh, Mad Men. So. Tell me a little bit about this story. Yeah, so two white male creative directors at a top London advertising agency have won a sex discrimination claim after a female director vowed to, quote, obliterate its madmen reputation of being full of straight white men. Chaz Bayfield and Dave Jenner, both in their 50s and renowned renowned creative directors at the J. Walter Thompson or JWT agency were among five men axed from the agency, which is part of WPP because bosses, quote, urgently wanted to address its poor gender pay gap. A tribunal court ruled the men were dismissed in November of 2018, shortly after the firm revealed a a median gender pay gap of 44.7%. The agency, uh, the agency's then executive creative director, Lucas Peon, described the pay gap statistics as, quote, <laughs> really, really horrible. In the World Cup of sucking at pay gap numbers, we made the final. Peon and Emma Hoyle, the company's human resources director, called a meeting with Bayfield and Jenner to discuss their concerns. The tribunal heard that, that bosses thought the men were challenging the diversity drive. Within two days of the meeting, it had been decided that Bayfield and Jenner would be made redundant. I guess that means fired in, in England. Uh-huh. The employment judge, Mark Emery, said the men were treated in such a hostile manner, it amounted to victimization. No one said equality wouldn't get a little messy. Reverse discrimination is an issue here, and is as it will in the future. But what's your take on on these two dudes winning this case? We're going to see more of this, I think. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's fairly simple. Uh, you know, we we have to be smarter about how we do business, and if we determine there's a pay gap, right? I have three easy steps. Number one, make up the gap, pay those women more. Stop with your common sense, Chad. Don't get rid of the highly paid white dudes. Just pay the women what they're being paid, right? So, so do that. That's number one. Number two, focus on hiring in a more diversified way. Look for more people of color, more women, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, right? Because you're saying it's it's very madman, very white male, straight white male heavy. Okay, well, rectify that. You, you can only do that by, you know, your, your hiring. Uh, and then last but not least, ensure that you are paying equitably moving forward so you start bringing new people in don't go back to your old standards yep. and fuck this thing up again so it's really simple don't get rid of the high the, the all the 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 highly paid white dudes don't get rid of them right pay the women more yep yep and while you're doing that don't say stupid shit in public like you're going to oh deep six all the white people or yeah. the, all the white men in the company yeah. like keep that to yourself that was the big mistake I think that they made. Here. This is in, in this and this is just you say a black eye for anybody who, you know, is looking to diversify and focus on pay gaps. I mean, just the story itself, it's like, oh, oh, oh my God. Well, we might as well do nothing because they did something. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not that they did something. They did something very fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. And they didn't do what they should have, which is, you know, raise those women. Yeah. And I think part of part of the story goes to Look, companies are going to want agencies that look more like the world. Oh, yeah. That look more like their customers. Uh And I think this is going to be a trend where all agencies that look like this are going to have to diversify. They're going to have to look like the market that they're that they're catering to. Yeah. Because companies aren't going to deal with all white 
agencies anymore who don't understand no. diversity. Well, th- think of the demos and it, b- being I was in, I was in broadcast before I got into this space. The biggest demo that spends is on the female side, right? Yep. And if you don't have females who are actually in charge of campaigns around uh, anything, right? Yep. With cars, makeup, I mean, just anything, yeah. right? Then you're not going to be targeting those women who are spending money, right? Also, individuals of color. Also, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Trans people, so on and so forth. We're starting to see more of that in advertising today. Yep. But that will be much more genuine uh-huh. if you actually have those types of people on your team. Sure. Sure. By the way, that that inspired me to uh, to highlight an '80s classic, Mr. Mom, uh, which took place <laughs> here in Detroit. Ah. That features a woman who goes into an ad agency and changes things up because she brings a real mother's perspective to the agency. So, if you're looking for a classic movie that sort of I don't know, foretells this issue, check out Mr. Mom, which is also pretty damn funny. Or Tom Hanks and Big, because he was a kid. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hire kids, everybody, <laughs> only if they're in a adult body. Let's take a break. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Who are we really going to talk good about Walmart? Let, let's end the show on a, on a positive I, I, note. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. And Walmart. I'm yeah. all for so it. So yeah. Walmart is removing all costs Related to its employee college tuition program, wow. investing $1 billion over the next five years to cover the full price of tuition and books for some 1.5 million employees. The nation's largest private employer will waive the $1 a day fee, which was put in place in 2018, for its Live Better You program starting August 16th in a bid to boost enrollment. Executives say the goal is to, quote, remove barriers too often that too often keep adult workers learn, uh, learn, damn it. Executives say the goal is to remove quote, the barriers that too often keep adult worker learners from obtaining degrees. The program has seen more than 52,000 associates participate and 8,000 earn a degree or certificate. As of this summer, nearly 28,000 associates are active in the program. The strategy is this an executive said in an interview quote our education offerings tied directly to our growth areas of walmart and what better way to build a pipeline of future talent than with our own associates that's poetry 
Huh. Okay, so first and foremost, just to make sure that we, we, we get this, you know, out there, just to make sure that they're also paying a living wage, right? That's the that that's the thing. This is this is big. I, I, I love this, but also those individuals in different areas of the of the universe. I mean, Walmart's a big fucking company, right? To make sure that there's a living wage that's being paid. Yeah, I mean fifty two thousand participants, eight thousand earned a degree or cert- certification, like you said. This is how you build leaders and provide transparent career paths. When somebody sees that you support them and you believe in them, right? That's when you get loyal employees. They, they'll stick with you. Then when you see that there's a path, there's a path for me to grow here, that's when you keep people and, and you have great retention numbers and those types of things. So I, you know, I, I think Walmart, incredibly smart, they already have a lot of cash. We've noticed that uh, it, during the pandemic, organizations like Walmart, their their gains went up dramatically yeah. right so this just makes sense reinvest in your people that's where we that's where we in the u.s i'm going to talk about the u.s because i don't know about the rest of the world on this but this is where we've got it wrong for decades now mm-hmm. where we're sending that reinvestment to stockholders <laughs> instead of reinvesting in our people and making our foundation much stronger yeah and look Walmart is doing a really good job of become of being the anti Amazon. So I think we talked about Amazon recently about the churn. They don't give a shit. The, there's a ceiling on how far you can advance. This is an exact opposite of that strategy. And I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure the CEO of Walmart started as a bag a bag boy, or he started at the bottom. I'll have to check that. But but that. The story of Walmart is much different. The The story that they're building there is one of come here, we'll, you grow your career, we'll enhance you, we'll make you better. And you're right, loyalty, retention are going to be through the roof. And I think that good for them if they start pulling Amazon employees who want a future and not just a paycheck because this is the strategy Walmart is executing on. Yeah, and, and they don't want to piss in garbage cans anymore. They, they, they want to be able to go to school. They want to be able to know that they've got, you know, a, an opportunity that's there, not just now, but but later. So, yeah, I know that kudos Maybe to Maybe free to rides in the penis rocket will get people to stay <laughs> at Amazon. <laughs> oh, I think that's a we out. we out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, 
thought leaders and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.